0: Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com code
1: LISTEN. The Talk Sport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A dramatic pause. Says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that, like Hey Dude shoes. Light comfy good to go to the is it morning yet deal
0: how about now or now because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time and that's the best time of all the times wake up with a little splash of sweetness get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to french vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m
1: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman and joining me today is Janos Janaeus. In this episode, we're going to start by looking at the new film season. So in this show, we're going to talk about the fixtures and we have some transfer speculation to discuss along with some other interesting speculation as well. But before I do anything, I have to welcome my Cottage Talk co-host back to the show. It's been a while. Mr. Janaeus. how are you, my friend?
0: I'm great. I feel better than Derby fans and Villa fans, but I still need a job. Can you give me a job, Ross? <laughs> he needs a job. I need a job. I threw me out on the street and any club you know, any team, I'll I'll even coach the local under five boys team. It's fine by me. It's wonderful. You know what, um have got to tell you, we've got um we've got an Indian heat wave coming out over here. We have um temperatures tomorrow will be thirty seven degrees with a humid X of wow. fifty eight. That's insane. It's insane. It's and, and I'm actually doing some cricket umpiring tomorrow, so oh. it, I'm going to be as hot as uh, I'm going to be as hot as a very hot turkey after being in the <laughs> oven
1: for twelve hours at Thanksgiving. Wow, well, it's going to be hot here too. Uh, it's very yeah. interesting. I was not aware that that you were getting the heat wave as well, Janos. Yeah. Please stay cool, my friend.
0: I will do so. And uh, but I know this will call, talking about. Uh, the upcoming fixtures and uh, our Premier League season, 18-19, will keep me cool down.
1: I'm sure it will. It's just it's great that we're starting the process of looking forward to the new Fulham season. And yes, we are going to go through the fixtures in just a second. But before we do that, I just took another look at the upcoming friendlies. And honestly, there are some very interesting matchups. I think the club has put themselves in good situations to go against some very good competition. Obviously, there is some lesser competition in there as well. But as they ramp up with some of these teams that they're going to be playing, they're going to be facing some really good clubs that should get them ready for the uh, upcoming season. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted that uh, we'll get to play Reading so that we can all be comatose. Because um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's the only reason we play them. Crawley Town is going to be behind closed doors. Um, and you might see, you know, you may see a lot of the kids playing that. But if you look at the the, the next ones, you know, Lyon, Sampdoria and Celta Vigo, they're going to be, it's going to be quality opposition. And um, the rules change this year, Ross, in a sense, because we now know that uh, the transfer window will be closed before the start of the season. Correct. And we've got players around. Obviously, we've lost players. We've got a bunch of players we had in on loan. We don't know what the status is going to be. Are we going to get other players in on loan? You know, what's it going to look like? Um, even, I mean, just you may play the kids against Crawley, but against Reading, um, you know, what sort of team is he going to put out? Unbelievably, it's, it's um, a fortnight tomorrow is our game against Reading, and actually our game against Crawley is next Saturday. Right. I, mean, I can't believe it. I mean, it's, 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 this is absolute insanity. But uh, the build-up is there. We've got the fixtures now, yep. and I know everybody's excited about that and excited about any potential signings um, that we might be making or even re-signings.
1: So, um, we'll be talking about that as well.
0: For sure. But I like the fixture list. We've got some good quality opposition in there. and There'll be good testers, uh, good litmus tests before we play against Uncle Roy and his boys on August the 11th.
1: Okay, Excellent. I, again, will just say I do like these friendlies coming up. I think it will get foam ready. But let's move on. Let's talk about the foam fixtures. I, I pulled up a few that we will be talking about. But w- let me just get your overall view on the fixtures. I know I was excited. I got up real early. I guess you could say very, very early because I was 4 a.m. here in Massachusetts. Cool. I was up. I was ready. And I was looking forward to looking at it. And uh, I like what I saw. What is your overall view of the fixtures, Giannis?
0: It's um, it, it, it it's a good start, and you got you know you've got a mix of winnable games and, and difficult games. I mean, Palace at home, Iron of Iron is the last game we played uh-huh. in the Premier League. Two two. Um, my God, was that was that really four years ago? Yes, it was. Um, Tottenham away is now going to be an even more special game just because it's going to be played at Wembley, which I think uh-huh. is absolutely fantastic. We should be able to take as many fans for that game as we did for the playoff final, which means. It'll be hopefully close to a sellout, which will make it just an immense occasion. Um, then we've got Burnley. and um, Burnley and Brighton are two, you know, you would think would be winnable games. Um, Burnley, you know, have one of the best coaches in the division, Sean Dyke. And he's done a wonderful job up there in the Northwest. Um, Brighton, we come up against our old friend, uh, Chris Hewden. And um, but again, down at the Amex, you would expect us at least, you know, to get something. Then we go to the Etihad, uh, Manchester, and that, in many ways, is a write-off. Um, we know they're just, you know, the champions and a fantastic team. But then we have Watford, right? And Watford um, had a decent season, but it's nothing it's where we we certainly can't match up. And then we go, unfortunately, to a ground where we, which has been a graveyard for our club for many years, and that's up at Goodison Park. We we've never done one well up. Up there, we, we tend to play Everton well at home, but we seem to have trouble getting anything up there. Um, but it's a nice mix. It's a nice mixed bag. You know, you got you've got uh, two local derbies to start off with, and then you've got two trips up to the northwest and um, two home games in Burnley and Watford that, that are eminently winn- winnable. So it's it's, it's, a, it's certainly a decent start.
1: It is, Janice. And when I look over the fixtures and I'm just going through it again just looking more at the uh, first half of the season. It's a good balance because you're going to have your top six opponent, but then you will have teams that you can beat or teams that can beat you, but you're going to have those teams. It, it, there seems to be a decent amount of balance. That's what I like about this, and that's what I was looking for. I was I wanted to see if, if we would have that in, in pretty much most months that, that we're going – into this uh, season, uh, would we have this balance? And I'm looking through it, and I, you know, and again, some months on paper look tougher than others, but for the majority, Giannis, I, you know, again, I like the fixture list because it, it looks balanced to me.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, and not all the teams in our division are, are going to have that. I mean, you could tell me, and say, well, it's going to even out in, in, in the end, yes. Um, but at the same time, you want to get up to some sort of, some sort of, um, Positive start, I mean, I think, you know, if we end up having, I don't know, Tottenham, City, United, Arsenal, Liverpool, um, to start, and, and, oh my God, I mentioned Chelsea, um, then that's a very very tough ask. But we've got a sort of start, we've got mixed in with games where, you know, we should have full houses at home, we'll have good travelling support. We, I mean, we will be a stronger team at the start of the season than the way we left it, because the transfer window being the way it is now, the pressure really is on all the clubs to sign before and not right. wait three, four games in for that transfer window. And I've, I've been long going on about it, but it makes no sense delaying the, tra- you know, the transfer window, just make it so that everybody's even keel at the start of the season. So. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Ba- it's balanced, even with the Christmas schedule, end of the year. It's it's balanced. It's, it's it's a good schedule, and I'm sure that Slava and the boys will have dissected it in terms of, you know, started scouting the teams and and looking where they may out really in trouble. Remember, you got also got League Cups to fit in there. You got FA Cup. Um, League Cup's a bit of a write-off anyway. Maybe the Carabao or the Caribou or the Dead Moose Cup or you know, I mean, whatever bloody hell they call it, but um, overall, I, I like the
1: balance. Of, I certainly like the balance of the fixture list. So do I, my friend. Uh, you know, again, uh, this is all on paper, but when I went through it, it, it just seemed like we would be facing some teams in the top six and then we would be facing teams that, uh, I guess you could say Fulham have a good chance of beating or getting points from, so I like how it all falls, but everything's on paper. We'll have to see how it all plays out, but I do like the fixture list, and I just wanted to mention that to start off. And now let's go into some individual. You've already mentioned it. We have to go right to it. I love the fact that Fulmer opening against Crystal Palace. You've already said it. Your thoughts? Go into it a little bit more.
0: Oh, brilliant! I mean, uh, Palace obviously local derby. Um, we've got our old coach Roy Hodgson coming back, and he, you know he he's will always be. You know he will be revered, and he will be. He will always be a legend. Amongst our fans, and unlikely so for you know the 2007-8 miracle, and then getting us up the table, getting us into Europa League that incredible run, 2009-2010 um, in to get us to you know to Hamburg for that um, for that incredible final. Um, Palace are a decent signing, got some good players. Um, Roy did a magnificent job of of, of uh, keeping them up last year. And uh, it'll be a good game, and um, it'll it'll be a full house, and it'll be a fantastic atmosphere, and I think it'll be even more fun, like, because Roy's coming back, and he's got such enormous respect from the fans, Um, really. um, There won't be anyone even thinking of booing. It'll it'll make for an excellent um, day. And um, it's, you know, I think Palace will look at this game and go, well, this is not an easy game you got you know, you have got a promoted side and it's a London derby and um they're still gonna be in a half of the playoff final and um they're gonna give us they're gonna give us a really good test. I expect it's gonna be a very, very good game. I, I think it's I, I'm delighted it is it's Palace. I really didn't want to have to play Huddersfield turn away. I mean you know and I really didn't want to play any of the big guns I, either. Let's start it with you know, what's gonna be a proper game of football. Um against the local Derby, because the local Derby is always like that. And it's great, because then, you got, then we go to Wembley for, for, for Spurs. And that is um, that is such a magnificent threat for us, because it's going to be such a reminder of what uh, the fans, you, you of course, you know, so remember. That trip to Wembley, so it's a great start of the season.
1: It is, Giannis, and I'm glad that you talked about Wembley. When I saw that, I was uh, extremely happy to see that the first uh, away game was going to be at Wembley, that it wasn't going to be at their new stadium. I like the fact that it's going to be at Wembley for all the reasons you said. It's going to bring up great memories, and uh, it was far too long for Fulham to get to Wembley. you know. And now they're getting there twice in such a short period of time, and I know the Fulham supporters will enjoy it. I love Wembley Stadium regardless, and I'm just glad that the Fulham supporters can be there Again, and uh, obviously it's Spurs, it's going to be extremely difficult, but uh, I think it'll be a great day for a film supporter to be there, and, and you never know what can happen, and uh, that place is magical. You never know what team can show up, meaning I'm talking about Fulham. Who knows? It's going to be early in the season. Teams are, are getting themselves really together, and uh, I wouldn't put anything past any kind of result this early in the season. So, I think it's a great time to face Spurs. And it's a team that I don't like facing uh, later in the season when they when they really have uh, got themselves going. This is great that we can face them early. So, And I'm loving the fact that it's a one-way. All right, oh, my friend.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. One final topic before we move on, just talking about the foam fixtures. I want to get your top five matches you're most looking forward to this season.
0: Um. Wow, that's a tough one i think well, the first one obviously palace um i am excited for that um i'm with both games against chelsea um for for obvious reasons um i like um i oh, a, i think um liverpool Liverpool at home and united at home um okay. the other two um just because they bring such incredible travelling support, although we know Newcastle United are going to bring, are going to pack, pack the rafters. You know, there are not there are less fashionable games. You know, um, and I'm thinking like you know, Burnley and Bournemouth and Watford. Um, and, and if I want to add another fixture, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen when we play Cardiff. I think we developed a nice. Little <laughs> I was thinking the same done. thing. And um, you know, I mean, with Wolves. They beat us soundly up at earlier in the season. We had no complaints, and they, we beat them two nothing at home. But with Cardiff sitting in the Neil Warnock sur- circus, um, it, it, as the way it worked out, it was perfect. You know, they got runners up and la la, but we got the trip to Wembley, and it was magnificent. And I and I felt from Christmas on we were on a much better side than Cardiff. And unfortunately, yep. we had the blip up at St Andrew's last game of the season. But I think we. Um, that those two games will have some needle, um, but then again, by the time we play Cardiff, I'm just looking down the fixture list at October the 20th. Warner might be gone um, because he's he's a Championship manager and you know he's, he's an outstanding Championship manager, but he's not a Premier League manager. For no. Me. And the signings that they're bringing in right now look to me like they're preparing to get back, go get relegated this year. Because to be fair, I mean we've lot of it. players.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, we've got a. You've still got to look to upgrade in what you've got, and you know, um, we're going to lose players. We've got players who are on loan, but what do you want to do? You want to, you want to maintain, and you and and really, you want to upgrade. Exactly. And, um, it's an it's an unforgiving division, um, but there is a couple of storylines, side storylines um, that I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in terms of not just. Um, Players that have come back from loan, like, you know, yes, the Corley Woodrow's of the world, but um, also you know, players like Matt O'Reilly, O'Reilly or Teo Eden, and and, and where where are they going to fit in? Or, you know, are is are these going to blood youngsters in who he thinks might might help out? I mean, it's going kind to of be very curious to see how this is going to play out with the transfer window. Um, they've got their targets, they know who they want um they'll get them in the end and uh but there's some very good players out there and don't forget you got t- players from teams who got relegated um so um i think that the, the one of the more um interesting signings um and you'll help me with this one because i, I i've drawn a blank
1: sure.
0: but uh, Johnny Evans being picked up um because he's a sort of experienced centre back that you know with a very good pedigree. And um, there are good players in the relegated teams that didn't quite fit them all in terms of the teams that went down, but could help teams that have just been promoted. Um, so there are a lot, there's a lot of excitement to come for the fans because everybody wants to know who we're going to pick up and when but, and how. But, but um, you know, it's um, the, the days are creeping by, but before you know it, it we'll be, uh, hey, as I said, uh, a week tomorrow we're playing Crawley. <laughs>
1: That's great there, my friend. I cannot wait. I, I want to mention one match that I'm looking forward to. You would probably think that I'm crazy that I'm looking forward to this. But I want to see foam play Man City at Craven Cottage. Man City is the standard, and I want to see foam play the best. And uh, that's what I really want to see because it's not like our style is the carbon copy of Man City. It's not, but we play a possession-based style. And uh, I w- want to see what happens when we play Man City. And uh, I look forward to that. And uh, it probably, you know, on the face of it it, it, it probably won't go well. But you never know. And I'm going to keep an open mind because I want to see the players that uh, fall mad. And, uh, but I do believe in Slavisa Jokanovic. And I know that each and every match they will be prepared, and uh, I look forward to this season. That's why I I wanted to start talking about the fixtures. It it gets me uh, excited there, my friend. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on, and we're going to talk some transfer speculation and also some potential re-signing speculation. So Mm -hmm. let's start here, Giannis. I I saw this article a couple days ago in the Times, and it basically states that Fulham are close to re-signing Ryan Sessignon and Tom Kearney. And listen, I think this is exceptional news. If this does come to fruition, it it brings me back to last season when they signed both of these players as well. And I thought that was key to getting us going. Now, obviously I want to see new signings as much as anyone else. I do. I want to see new signings, but I was thinking about this. I think this is very important that they get new deals done for both of these players. These Two players, I believe, are your best players, Giannis. And I'm going to assume that with new deals, they're going to get more money. And I think that's important because when you bring in new players, you have to start your your best players being near the top. They have to be near the top, and then you can bring players underneath that and potentially match in that. But I think it's important to establish those two players with new deals, make sure that they feel appreciated and rewarded. For the season that just happened, for what was accomplished, so I see this as good news. If it does happen, again, this is speculation, but I'm hoping that there are new deals both for Ryan Cessignon and Tom Kearney. Your thoughts?
0: Absolutely, I think that that's your intent there. I mean, I know that um, Wet Spam. I've been um, sniffing around about Tom Kearney. There was talking about bids of 20 million. Cessignon obviously had an incredible season last year. I think it sends a tremendous message to our fans um, around the world in terms of um, our commitment to keep the players we've got. And I'm going to give you a case in point, even though obviously we got promoted and they didn't. But there's a big stink right down now down at Ashton game. Um, Bristol City fans are very, very upset. Um, they should be. Yeah, uh, they lost Reid and, and, and Flint and... Um, Fans are going. What are you doing? You know, we could have kept them. You, you're not doing it. You're not showing commitment with the fans. And I think the the big thing about doing that and locking them up is that it, it, it's actually it's a win-win situation because if things go slightly wrong, they're under contract. Right. And that means that makes them that makes them sellable um, with the contract. And that is something obviously the clubs looking to buy players are going to be looking at. So to me, it's huge intent. Um, and um, both players were such integral parts of last year's team. They're now going to be in the highest division. That's where, in a little sense, I'm a little disappointed that Ryan Fredericks didn't stay. But you know, Ryan Fredericks, uh, you know, as well as he played at times, cannot be expected to be the top played paid player at the club. Right. And he's gone. So he's gotten the wet spam for the money, and, and and nobody can convince me otherwise. And to be to be fair, to our our club, we picked up Cyrus Christie for that eventuality. I think they knew in the middle of the season that he was gone. That he's probably told them quietly, look, whatever happens this year, I'm I'm going to be a free agent. I'm going to sign with another club, and I won't be here next year. And they've gone, okay, well we better get a contingency plans in, planning whether or not we're in the, the championship or Premier League. Well, that was clever stuff, but the, the, I think the re-signing of those both those players would be um, uh, it, it's very it's a very very important statement, not just to our fans but to, to um, teams in the league because it's showing the stability and the, uh, the commitment we have to our young players, and that um, you know we're going to we're going to stick with that. We're gonna we're gonna stick with what got us there in the first place, right? And there's a, a, a level of loyalty there attached, and it should be. so for me this is a no-brainer I think
1: it's a very good move I agree there Giannis and like I said this uh, move has not been made yet these moves I I should say but it's encouraging reading that article and let's hope it does happen because I think both of these players deserve it and uh, I think it just sets uh, the uh, bar high, it shows that you have intent because you're signing your two best players, I'll say it again, re-signing them and Again, when other players come in, they'll they'll know that these two players are here, and uh, they're going to want to join a club that has those two players there. And I I, I think uh, it it just it just shows them the intent. I'm talking about players potentially that want to come to Fulham that hey Fulham want to hold on to Ryan Sessegnon and uh, and then of course Tom Kearney, and they are going to give them more money, and uh, or I should say give them new deals. And I think that's important, and I think that could speak volumes of for, for them. And then hopefully, like I said, it, it would lead to uh, other players looking at it and say, "Hey, I want to join Fulham too." All Thank right, you. my friend, let's move on and let's talk about Mitro. I, I, again, I'm fascinated by this. We are focused, obviously, like I said, just talking about those two top players. But Mitrovic is a player. Giannis, Fulham need to do whatever they can. I shouldn't say whatever they can; they should do within reason, what they can to get Alexander Mitrovic to Fulham as a permanent player. And I'm just going to share this with you because there's a good amount of speculation now. His uh, World Cup is over, so who knows what could happen with Mitrovic. Uh, I hope something positive happens with Fulham. But I found this tweet very interesting from Dean Jones a few days ago from the Bleacher Report. Dean has been on College Talk before. He will be returning this upcoming season, and I saw this tweet, and I was like, okay, this is encouraging. This is what Dean Jones shared on Twitter about five days ago. I'm being told that Mitrovic has made it clear to Newcastle. He wants to leave, and Fulham is the only club he wants to join. I got to tell you, when I saw that, that made me extremely happy, Giannis. Again, it's just um, speculation, but this has to be encouraging for uh, Fulham supporters that Fulham have a very decent chance of uh, bringing back Alexander Mitrovic I think that they need to like I said within reason I did say do whatever you can but it's got to be within reason not crazy silly money but within reason what are your thoughts about this speculation I think where the
0: smoke is fire I mean he's obviously very comfortable in the setup of the club you know Slavicia was a big reason why he came to the club he's come here he's won over the fans he's won over his teammates he's won over his manager and the coaching staff He's won over the brass at the club. He's playing in the Premier League, and he's going to be back in the Premier League. And he was a massive reason as to why we got there. So he wants to stay. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Rafa Benitez um, doesn't fancy him uh, for whatever reason. You know, the numbers are talking about 20 million uh, it should be reasonable. Um, he's, he's. Um, I think this is. You know, that would again another another statement of intent. You know, and uh, a player that um, would re- obviously would be huge in terms of our plans moving forward. So I think it's exciting news if it's the case. I think that it, I, I believe that will happen. And um it, it signals the rest of the division what, what can happen. And Metro Mitro is interesting because um, many Newcastle fans are very you know, he's a polarizing figure. He is. Um you either love him or you hate him. Um we love him. And a lot of Newcastle fans love him, but a lot a lot absolutely hate him. Um but he's only twenty three. Um, and he's a Serbian international, and he's still growing into his body. And um, he has worked very, very hard since coming to the club. And uh, where's the last time you heard a player say, "I want to," on loan say, "I want to," uh, "I want to come to," this, "I want to leave a club," and, and Fulham is where I want to go. You know, and I, I've been asked, it's wonderful. We, we might, we'll love him even more for those, those comments. So I'm. Um, I'm excited that's the case. Hopefully, now that Silvia are out, this will get done and dusted quickly, and um, and then he can join us in terms of the preseason, uh, maybe by next weekend. Well, of course, he's going to have his little break, um, but um, just so that um, he can get ready for the season. And uh, and we've got him up, we've got him playing up front, and hopefully setting up and scoring goals, which is what he does best.
1: Okay, excellent there, Yanis. And uh, it's funny you talk about. Newcastle supporters being mixed on him. I, I want to ask you about this because I actually had a tweet from uh, a Newcastle supporter that I've actually done a podcast with. I will be doing again. And uh, he told me he has doubts on Alexander Mitrovic scoring goals in the Premier League. And, and uh, he based that on three seasons being at Newcastle. And then he wanted to also mention his play at the World Cup, that he wasn't, again, I'm paraphrasing, but it didn't seem like he was too impressed with his play at the World Cup. I want to get your view of uh, Mitrovic's play at the World Cup. I know he only scored one goal, but I thought he was influential throughout the three games. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I, th- I thought he did decent for
0: Serbia, but you, you know, it's the old club versus country thing, and, and sometimes, you know, I go back and I mentioned it before. Um, John Barnes, um, going way back when, when John Barnes played for Watford and then Liverpool, an absolutely um, ridiculous player in terms of speed and skill and power. But you put in an England jersey, and it, was like it wasn't the same person. I think... Um, and then we saw it in reverse when we signed Ragnar Sigurdsson, if you remember, after the Euros. Yep. We thought, oh, this is the stud centre-back, but, but you put him in the blue and white of Iceland, and he was a menace. And yet... Um, he just couldn't suit the championship style. It was, just, it was, it was, he was in over his head. I think, um, I think with Mitchell, I think a lot of it is to do with the style of the team that he's playing on. Right. And we play, we play good footy, but we get it to. He, one of one things he's very, very good at is holding the ball up. And the thing is, he's, not, he's, he he gets balls to feet. He can hold off. He can you know peel away from the defender, hold up, lay it, lay it off. He's very good in the air, and he's he's very good at chesting the ball. So the one thing about Mitchell is you can't have him chasing balls. It makes no sense. And Newcastle are a fair, fairly more direct than we are. So one of the things I think for him is is, is channeling what um, the style that, that where he's going to excel the most. Right. And I think that's and I think that's the key. And he's comfortable in the, he's in comfort, he's comfortable in the environments. And and let's not discount the fact that he, you know, they're all on good money. The lad wants to move to London. You know, he's from he's from Bel he's from Belgrade. You know, Serbia's capital. Belgrade's a it's not a London, but it's still a big city. And and, um, you know, it's um, he loves the trappings of London and he loves the lifestyle and he's still young. You know, and um, he just wants to. We have our ground is half the size of St James's Park. That well, just goes to show with the size of the stadium and the crowds, you know, are not all that's important. There's other things too, and I think part of it also might be this: a lot of the stick and negativity surrounding him when he was up at St. James's Park. Anyway, he's come to a club where he's loved. Yeah. So, why would you want to be in a home where you're not made to feel welcome or loved?
1: Right, and and these oh. are all excellent points, Giannis. And uh, my point back to uh, my friend, and he is a, a friend. I just said that for me, I think it's a situation. It's a style situation. Then, of course, all the other things that you mentioned, why it could work at Fulham and maybe not work as well at Newcastle. And I'll just say this again. I I watched uh, uh, Mitro at the World Cup, and uh, I'm not saying that he was fantastic because he wasn't. He only scored one goal, but I just saw what he could potentially do. And that, again, I'm a glass-half-full person, so I'm looking at, okay, this is what he can do And I'm thinking, let's get him back at Fulham, and uh, he can continue to do that at Craven Cottage and and be a nuisance and score goals and and help out his teammates. I think it's uh, would be a good situation, a style situation for Mitrovic. That I think he would thrive here. And I disagree with my friend. I think he can score goals in the Premier League. I I completely, utterly disagree with that. He's entitled to his opinion. I'm entitled to mine. All right, my friend.
0: I know uh, I'm right on, on this uh, As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, what you've said is right,
1: and he's wrong. <laughs> all right, my friend, let's move on. There was some speculation involved in as he's returning back for the new season that he wants his loan players whack. You know, it's not clear which ones he's talking about, if he's talking about all of them or just some of them, but I find this interesting that he does want, based on the speculation that I was reading, potentially want his uh, – Loan players back. What are your thoughts about that? Because uh, obviously we're talking about Mitrovic. I certainly want Matt Target back. Matt Target was uh, back in training with uh, Southampton. It's not good to see him there because I I would love to see him in a foam shirt again. It might be difficult. But what are your thoughts about that Savisa wants some of these loan players back? Well,
0: to me, it's going to depend on who he wants back. I mean... um... Callas would be a question mark, Well, Kalas has been in the loan system, I think, for eight years now, in Chelsea. Um, Lucas Piazon, who you know I'm a big fan of. Is, is he going to be good enough for Premier League? Well, you know, that's something I've to look at. Um, Mitra apart, Matt Target. Um, I'd love to get Matt Target, but I don't think we will. And the reason we won't is because Mark Hughes is the manager and he's a end. You know? <laughs> I mean, he's... he's um, you know, it, it still sticks in the throat when he talked about clubs with ambition. We, we don't oh. forget that. And um he's probably gonna go, Oh, it's brilliant, he's done well for Fulham, we'll make sure we keep him or we'll sell anybody but Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, and he's you know, he's he to me he strikes me that that kind of character.
1: Kind of I a spiteful Target person come, you think he might be. Yeah.
0: I think Target is that kind of player that he would love to come back to he's enjoyed his yeah. time and he was he was he was impactful. But you can't um you can't legislate for idiots. Although having said that, if we put a bid in, you know the club brass might go. Well, you know what? Um, it's still a business. We can make money off target. Um, it depends off, uh, on whether uh, Mark um, Mark Bellend Hughes actually had a contract sta- stipulating that he can have some veto powers over the players that are moved. Because <clears throat> if he doesn't, we've got a chance. But I think he just it, just for spite, he'd ensure that we don't get him. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong, but um, Mark Hughes, um, you know, uh, I was very, I felt very sorry for him when he was Man City manager. I thought he got a very, very rough deal. To be honest, very rough deal, and he came to Fulham, and we looked after him. And and, and, and Hughes did do a, a a good job. I mean, I'm not going to take that away from him. Right, I think the man, but the manner of the departure was just awful. Uh, you know, really Horrific. Yeah, really. And we've not, and you might think that we've. I mean, you compare the reception he's going to get compared to uh, uh, Craven College versus the reception that Roy will get, <laughs> or the reception that someone like P. Coleman would get. Right. Um, th- these are managers who are absolutely revered, versus people. Who are just, and we're not—we're not a nasty crowd, you know. But but they don't forget—they don't forget those comments. And it's um, it's uh, now that we're back, um, you know, we've got. Um, we don't have a new stadium like um St Mary's, but we you know, we're gonna be a competitive team this year and uh he's he's probably gonna s- s- stick in his throat and uh um you know, he said it himself, so out of spite I don't think he's gonna let us buy Target. I might be wrong but uh, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think
1: I am. Okay, excellent there. Yeah, so I would love to see Matt Target back. Collison, and uh Piazon. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence because I think they would be squad players. Along with Oliver Norwood, I, I'm not against bringing Oliver Norwood back, but he might just be another squad player, kind of how he was with Fulham. I don't see him as a starter, so that's something to think about. But I don't know if I would be all over bringing back Oliver Norwood, but there are several players that uh, were on loan, and uh, if he wants some of them back, then that's something that they have to consider. But The Matt Target one is the one that concerns me along, obviously, with Mitrovic. Okay, Giannis, let's move on. And uh, I want to go back. I want to talk a little bit more about Tom Kearney. You mentioned it earlier. As we're talking about transfer speculation, there was some linking him to West Ham. And honestly, I was surprised by this because Fulham at this point, I would figure that Tom Kearney was good to go with Fulham. We've talked about the speculation of a new deal but um speculation i read that that fulham rejected a bid from west ham so i want to get your thoughts on this and why would tom Kearney want to go to west ham at this point if he brought fulham back to the premier league it doesn't make sense to me so i want to get your thoughts on all this
0: well the only reason he'd go there to west ham would be money to me and um i mean i i question you know whether they're a bigger club anyway because i mean you, you could say, some could argue that Sullivan and Gold couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery w- with a bunch of cats. Um, and, you know, they've, they, they've overseen the move from Upton Park to Olympic Stadium. That's been a complete and utter train wreck. So yes, it has. And um, Yeah, I mean, you know, and because you've got more fans doesn't mean you've got makes you a bigger club, because that's the sort of argument that Newcastle United like to throw around. Well, if a player like Mitrovic doesn't want to stay there, and their their ground is twice as big as ours. Well, you know, it's not size that always is important. No,
1: but it's that's not. The, that's
0: the first. That's the first bit. But the second bit as well is if you look at Tom Kearney's, um career, you know, I know there was speculation in January, and I'm not reading. I'm, I don't didn't read anything into that at the time, but I think he's much like Ryan Sessignon in terms of that he's a loyalty guy, and you rarely, you rarely see that if you look at. You know, clubs he was at, and then he was transferred, and da-da-da. But, but Fulham, we, we've we really given him the chance to shine. We've, we've brought him up on a stage where he could develop as a player, become an international player with Scotland. And there's a loyalty piece there. And, you know, with Fredericks, clearly back in the fall, there was an issue about the money, boom, boom, boom. He said the transfer deadline, look, there's no, I, I'm not going to re-sign in the summer, whether we go up or not. That's why they bought Cyrus Christie um, Right in, and I don't have a problem with Fredrickson That's because to be fair, he didn't mail it in, you know, he put in a shift every single game, and you know nobody can say anything when he comes back to Cottage, you should get an, a fantastic ovation um, Kenny's a little bit different, Kenny has, you know, he's decided well, you know, there's a law at the piece, I've come up with this team I'm the captain, why would I go anywhere else? If he's going to go anywhere else he, 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 should, he would go to a bigger club um, and, he, and he wouldn't go to a London rival, you know. He wouldn't. I mean, you know, he knows he, he's smart. He's obviously got smart agents there. So um, the only reason, back to the question, is money. And um, clearly, he's comfortable. Sure. With with his team. So 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 why why go and wear why go and wear and blue?
1: <laughs> well, again, I keep going back to this. I understand why West Ham would want to take another shot at this. I, I don't blame them for wanting to do it. I just it just didn't add up to me why he would want to go. And uh, who knows, maybe that got this whole thing with him getting a new deal up and running. You know, I mean, you know, maybe that was a little push for him then with the club to potentially get a new deal done. So in in the end, this uh, speculation might have helped Tom Kearney get a better deal with Fulham. That happens a lot. So maybe that's a part of this that we just don't know. But I was thinking to myself, huh? Speculation with West Ham. Now we have uh, potentially a new deal with Kearney. Maybe there's something going on. Maybe this whole thing got a, a new deal done with Fulham. Who knows? I mean, th- these things do happen. For sure. All right, Giannis. Let's not talk about some transfer speculation for Fulham with a couple of players. I just picked out a couple. I want to get your thoughts on this. The first one, I'm very curious your thoughts. I haven't talked to you about this. Now, this is, a I could say, a, a few weeks old, but there was a good amount of speculation with Jordan A.U. with uh, Swansea City. What are your thoughts about this player? Would you want to see Fulham actually get Jordan Ayoub?
0: No
1: chance. No
0: chance. <laughs> no, no. No. No chance. We might as well get. Da- we might as well get Darren Bent back. R- really? No. I- no. 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 I mean, that's a downgrade. I mean, that's that's not even Plan B. That's Plan X. Get. You know what? Take. Um, yeah, he scored a few goals for Swansea, but no. I mean, we we need Mitrovic has got to be target number one, and then and then you're looking at okay. Um, who are we going to have as a backup who can come in and lead the line and hold the ball up and do little things like that? And um, if you're going to go that route, you might as well make a bid for Matt Smith. There's one that, I mean, is Matt, is Matt Smith a Premier League striker? Yeah, probably not. But will he lead the line? Will he work hard? Will he put in a shift? Yeah. And you won't have to pay $8 million to get him either. I think one of the things you've got to look at with the Premier League, yeah, all that money we're going to get in, yeah, but don't forget that the wages of the players, the tra- the, the the transfer market is a, an absolute nightmare, especially trying to get domestic players. And you've also got to deal with the players' agents. So, you know, Shay Khan knows he's still running a business. So he wants us to do as well as we can, but he's got to be he's got to be frugal with the budget and 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 bringing in the right players. That's where you know Bour- um, Burnley have done a, a, a superb job. Bournemouth have done a superb job. Brighton and Huddersfield. Did a very, very good job in that first year. So it's easy to get into the trap of saying, well, you're going to make all this money and we're going to make big signings. But sometimes you make the big signings and it, it, they, they, they can really bankrupt you. And um, you've, got to be, you've got to be very, very selective. So, you know, the, the, um, uh, the promoted clubs last year did very, very well. I, uh, Jordan, I, you know, there are better players out there um, than him. And um, Mitrovic obviously would be our target number one. But there are players not just at home. Let's not forget there are players overseas that can probably help us too. So you know if the, if the scouts are out, you know I mean I'm going to well here here's a point um, we've got Boo Boo right right now Boo Boo might Boo Boo could play on the right but Boo Boo could play can play in the middle right You got someone there that put a really good shift in this year when he was asked and he and he gave everything he had. I'd much rather we play a player like him who could play in the middle and show some loyalty to our players, which I think is great, and then see what happens in terms of, you know, 15, 16 games in, in terms of the transfer market. I don't think we go out willy-nilly and spend money and go, oh, it's like playing Monopoly. You know, you go around the board a couple of times and go, oh, well, that's the first property that comes along. Well, it might not be for cost-effective, really. You may, and, you know, you might turn out to be an absolute – you may turn out to be a dud. So – um, and again, wages are going to be an issue too. So my response to that is no. Um, bring back Mr. Bent, if that's the case.
1: <laughs> All right there, my friend. That's. I had a funny feeling that would be your answer, but I, I definitely wanted your thoughts on that. And I wanted to talk about a few players because obviously the names are starting to come very quickly now. And I'm going to give you another name. I was actually intrigued by this, but I'm curious the motive behind this one. And apparently Fulham, made a bid for Ivan Cavallero with Wolves. This is speculation. It's been reported that this was rejected by Wolves. I was shocked by this. This is actually a very good point. I would love to stay with Fulham, but I'm trying to think now, why would this player want to come to Fulham instead of staying at Wolves? What is the motivation here? Yannis? I'm curious your thoughts about Cavallero, the player, and also the thinking behind uh, Fulham doing this.
0: Cavalier, might fit uh, I think would fit our system and, and has obviously done his homework here, but if you look at the flip side, uh, Spirit Santos is going to look at this and go there's no way right and and that's, and that's smart thinking i mean, right
1: that's my point,
0: yeah but 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 you know the same way as West Ham might put in a cheeky bid for Tom Kearney, they think that Kearney would suit their system, he'd bring a little bit more craft. i mean West Ham's style of play would probably suit Tom Kearney, so it's you know putting the bid in there isn't as much. About putting the bid in, it also it jangles nerves because the player knows about it, the agent knows about it, and and it may be rejected. But many a time we've seen the player turn around and go, there's a club like West, you know, expand, spam, so I, I want to do. I want to, you know, put me on the transfer list. So with era, um, you know, that, maybe that's what Fulham decided to do. I don't think we've got any chance of getting him. I, th- I think uh, Wolves have got a nice team. Uh, they've obviously got good contacts and um, he'd be a, a lovely pickup for us, but I, you would. No, I, I, I just I, I can't see Wolves selling. I'd I'd be very surprised, A, if they did it, and B, I think their fans would be pissed off. I Absolutely honest. They'd, they'd probably be, yeah, they'd be upset. I think they'd be as upset as we would be about losing Kearney or Sessegnon. Right. So it doesn't, to me, it's, it's a nice rumor, but I, I can't, I, no, I can't see it coming to fruition.
1: Neither can I. And listen, I would love the player to come to form, but I just could not see... Why Wolves would do it, and and I just put this at a very, very slim margin that this would ever happen. But you know, I, I found it interesting because uh, it, it could also tell you the type of player, like you're saying, that maybe we're targeting. And uh, I guess it can't hurt to try, just like um, we're seeing with West Ham with Tom Kearney, give it a Chicky shot. Bed. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but no, I don't blame
1: him, yeah. But but we both know it's not going anywhere, and that's uh, and I, I think it's pretty obvious there, but. It's very interesting speculation, and uh, that's going to leave me, Giannis, again, because we're coming up to the beginning of July, and uh, I'm seeing a lot on social media talk about, obviously, that we have not signed a new player yet. So I decided this morning I would put out a poll and also ask a question to a Facebook group and try to get their feedback on this topic. And here's the poll, and then I'll share some of the comments I got in this uh, Facebook group. The poll was on Twitter. And here it is. How concerned are you that Fulham have not signed any new players yet? Now, Giannis, I got a good amount of votes, 334 votes. Mm -hmm. The uh, choices are I am very concerned. I'm concerned just a little bit and not at all. Okay, leading the way, 41%, not at all concerned. 32% was just a little bit. I am concerned was at 16%, and I'm very concerned was at 11%. And that was out of, like I mentioned, out of 334 votes. Now I'm going to read some commentary from this uh, post I did in a very good group. I'm very happy to be part of this group, Giannis, that you are part of too. It's full of fans aged over 50. And yeah. I just became a member of this. And I'm so happy I am. And I got a bunch of comments on this. So I'm just going to share some of them. And Here was a question. It's a similar question. I said, how concerned are you that Fulham have not signed any new players yet? And this just gave some fans a chance to respond with comments. So I'm just going to read several of them, and then we can talk about it. Colm Buchler said, not concerned at all. It's not July yet. Dave Lewis is confident. They've got it all in hand. Dave Clark said, calm down with us. This happens every time. Why the worry? There is weeks to go yet. Christine Aslan, half the fun is seeing who runs out on the pitch first game of the season. Nothing we fans can do about new signings, lone players, etc. cetera. Now, Reg Hall says very, meaning very concerned. Keith Holden says, why do we get the same old panic post every transfer window? Dave Holland is said, boring. Cliff Hayward says, for all of Slav's time at the new club, signings seem to take ages. He needs new players signed before preseason friendlies to give them time to settle. This will be crucial in the premiership. We need at least four to five new players. Okay, Brian Priest says, there is still time, but I can understand some people's anxiety. It should be re- remembered that six of our match day squad from Wembley, Mitro, Target, Fredericks, Norway Callison, and Piezan are not with us now. Even if five of those had been permanent rather than loans, we'd still need additions to strengthen the squad. So it is a bit of a concern. Okay, and I'm going to read one more. Janis, yeah, David Harvey, I'd say that was a, a major worry considering our record in recent windows for leaving things too late and cocking some deals up. Okay, Janis. So that gives you some flavor from the Facebook group, Fulham fans aged over 50, and then, of course, my poll. What are your thoughts on both of them, and then give me your thoughts on it. Are you concerned?
0: Well, if I went to, to visit my mother-in-law and she opened the front door and she was in the nod, I, that would concern me. If I was driving my car down a highway doing 130 clicks and a horse overtook me, that yep. would concern me. But um, in terms of the transfer window, not a chance. Not a chance. No, no, not even, remote, not even remotely concerned. Because there's a lot. The thing, the thing about it is there's a lot going on right now. Um, not just for us, but all the clubs in the Premier League. Right. We do have an established window. I think the big thing, to me, a huge thing this year is that the, the transfer deadline window um, closes before the start of the season. And I think that's massive. And and the deals that you will see, or the deals that will be established, are really, in a way, you know, being delayed by certain things. So we've obviously got the World Cup going on. I sure. mean, now that Serbia is out, Mitrovic, we may hear something very, very soon. Um a, a few of our targets might be playing uh, may have played in the in the um um the World Cup and, and taking a break or are still playing playing in the World Cup. Um the in terms of the targets that Solovisu wanted, he'd have established targets probably I'd say as far back as February, um even February or March, where right. he's going, Okay, these are the targets I want if we have if we stay in this division. And these are the targets that I'm looking to get if we get promoted. He'll be looking at, you know, um, permanent signings are one thing. But as we found out this season, the value of loan signings cannot be, you know, underestimated as well. So um, just because we've not heard anything doesn't mean there isn't a lot going on. Um, We've got, you know, we've got the squad that we've got left. We've got our under-23 our PL2 squad as well. We've got some good players in there. We've got players coming back from loan. There are players out there who are out of contract, and many of them. And not just in the UK, um, where um, you know, wages can be at a premium, but also international players that want to have a go. Um, I mean, I, 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 got, I got laughed at a few, a few weeks ago when I said, you know, um, if we could not get Mitrovic, and I think we will, my plan B would be a Balotelli because he's out of contract at Nice. He's played very well for two and a half years there. He, did, he, he worked his way back into the Italian team. And not only that, he worked his way back into the Italian team under the manager that kicked his ass when he was at City, Roberto <laughs> Mantini,
1: right. gave
0: him another chance. This guy's turned his career around. And um, I think the, Balotelli's a good example. of the, There are very good players out there in, in top leagues that are ready to come over. And the challenge of coming to play for a newly promoted team that may play at this style is great. So one, and this is the toughest league, uh, domestic club league in the world. So yeah, we're playing Crawley next week. Yeah, we're playing Weeding the following week. But you know, every team is in this position right now. Um, there've been very few signs and signings in the close season. Um, and and that's and I, I, Cardiff, I think may I've made maybe one or two. Wolves, I've not ha- heard anything. I've heard more from the championship, really.
1: Yeah, there's been you a know, good amount of movement.
0: A good amount of movement, where especially Nottingham Forest actually been. It looks like they're loading up with Portuguese players. But I mean, you know, it's it's quiet for a reason. Um, and once the World Cup ends, then it will really start to ramp up. Absolutely. Um, and then, the, and then, the, I mean, it, it's it's like I mean, you know, you and I both live in in North America. When you have, um, uh, you get um, free agent day. You know. Um, the rumors, 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 and then, as soon as it comes, all you know, the one one deal's made and the dominoes start start to fall. So right. I'm not even am not even remotely worried, um, even with the number of players we've lost, because I can guarantee that if, Sl- if Slavica wants to keep most of the players he got on loan, he's already established contact with the clubs to either reloan them or make uh, make a purchase. Uh, I'm going to use Kalas as a good example, because I'd be shocked if if Chelsea didn't want to sell him, simply because he's been out on loan for seven, eight years. If Fulham say, look, we'd like him as a permanent player, that's going to be a very easy deal to make. Newcastle should be an easy deal to make because Mitra wants to come here, Rafa doesn't like him, we're willing to pay the money, um, that should be easy. Other targets, defensively, in terms of cover, in terms of depth, that's going to take a little bit more time. There's still several weeks to go, so uh, in response to that, not worried.
1: I'm not worried either, Giannis, but I understand why fans are getting a little restless because, uh, listen, it happens every single season. And the fact that the transfer window closes earlier, I think that even makes it even more because fans are concerned. But deals seem to happen near the end. We know this because it's all a negotiation. That's why you see all these deals happening. And it is a domino effect, like you said, Giannis. Yeah. someone goes and then then five go it, It's just the way it works, and some of it has to do with money because some agents might be looking for a certain amount of money, one player gets x okay then then y player wants x and then it gets delayed, and that's why there are a lot of factors in why deals don't happen right away and
0: yeah, for sure
1: and you just have to be patient the The reason why there is a deadline actually helps things move along at the very end. I know it's it, it's maddening at times and because, again, I, I wish deals were done right now. I wish we were talking about a new player. But I'm also not naive to think that they're going to get no one. Of course they're going to get players. They know what they need, and they will get it done. I truly believe that. And uh, I think they want players that can make them better. You talked about this before, Giannis. Some of these moves I'm seeing are – I guess you could say for good players. I've seen some of the Cardiff moves. These are good players. Are they upgrades? I think Fulham are looking for upgrades. And I also think that they're looking for players that can have a a pretty decent shelf life, not just your, say, 26, 27. They're probably looking a little bit younger for players of of a little younger of age because they want a a bigger shelf life for these players. Not that they wouldn't take – a player 26 or 27, but I I do think that some of the things that they do want to do is is get players at a younger age. And and I, I actually agree with that. All right, my friend, great show. Fantastic show. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Giannis. Well, I'm still looking for a bloody job.
0: So (laughs) I'd like people out there to get me a job because I need a job. I'll coach (laughs) anyone. Give me the chance. I'll even, (laughs) I'll even coach Wales' national team. I mean, they've not <laughs> been in the World Cup since 1958. <sighs> so, um. It's just funny, Russell. It makes me laugh. We've got, um, I know we've got a number. We've got a lot of Welsh um, yep. um, Welsh people who are Fulham fans. But it's made me laugh the last 24 hours in the World Cup. I, hope you, I mean, I hope you've been enjoying it. It's been quite fun. Oh, I've been loving it.
1: It's, it's been, great.
0: been great. Yeah, it's been great. But, the you know, we've got Welsh fans coming out, talking about England losing to Belgium and and I just have a good laugh because Wales actually haven't been in the World Cup finals since in sixty years. Yeah. Um, but as you know, being on Facebook, um, one of the best things about Facebook, honestly, is the trolling sometimes, and some of the comments from fans, are so, and some of the you know the memes that come out are so funny. Yeah,
1: I've seen them. The, yeah,
0: but the, you you can't you can't help but laugh. You really cannot help but have a good giggle. And um, but I mean the thing about the World Cup with the last 16, most Premier League teams are going to be have got scouts down there to look at players who could potentially come over. Although I think sometimes as we found out with um, Ragnar, Sig- uh, Ragnar Sigurdsson, it can sometimes be a bit of a dangerous ploy. You got a player that excels at that kind of at that. He may be a good fit inside a system of a national team, but might not be good for clubs. Sigurdsson sure. struggled for us. Uh, We saw that. Um, And and then sometimes you get players that um, are very good at club level and just cannot translate that to international. Messi Messi playing for Argentina is not the Messi at Barcelona. Absolutely. And uh, Ronaldo, well, Ronaldo's pretty close. I mean, Ronaldo's (laughs) consistent there but um, there are two different levels and they require two different sets of mindset. But, uh, thoroughly enjoyed the show. And um, you know what, to so Fulham fans out there, I don't want you to worry. Don't worry. I remember we came down there, Jordan Spence, and we were beating you guys, and Jordan Spence had a cow and you beat us. I don't know. But okay. I think, um, no, it's going to be, it'll, we'll get the signings and... Um, um, I'm excited. Oh, just one last thing before I go. I want to just pay a little, a little tribute, actually, for uh, to all the foreign fans out there. I'm sure will join me in this. Um, and that, it was announced in the week that Zoltan Gera was retiring from football. Yes. And uh, Zoli um, did. <laughs> you know what? We got him from West Brom, and wasn't so sure about him when he first came, but he became a cult figure in the club. Absolutely. We've not. We've had um, a few players, um, uh, Hungarian players, play for us. Some of them, like pyjamas, have been absolutely disastrous, um, lest we forget. But Zoltan Guerra was, was magnificent for us, and he was such an instrumental part of that great Europa League run. And um, he's, he, he, he announced his retirement, and I, and I wish him nothing but success. Um, he's always going to be part of Fulham folklore, and uh, I'm sure we can. Uh, everyone could join me in uh, wishing him a happy retirement. I'm sure he's going to go into coaching. he seems like a very articulate and uh, intuitive guy, and if he still has a passion for football, I hope he goes into coaching.
1: Okay, excellent there, Yance. I'm glad that you mentioned Zoltan Garrett to end the show. Let's wrap this up. For Jan and I'm Russ Thank you, as always, for listening to Carter's Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougall share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network.
1: TalkSport. Powered by fans.